evening, everybody. This is Olga Negron. I'm your host for Charla Comunitaria. And tonight we have a dear friend of mine visiting, and her name is uh, Miriam Rivera. We have last month, my guest at Charla Comunitaria was my dear husband, a magisterial district judge, Engelson where he talked about cases that goes in his court. And although I believe it was very educational show, we were not able to include cases related to domestic violence. Both Judge Engelson and myself understood that the importance of domestic violence topic is such that just it needed a whole show to be done. That being said, let me welcome uh, Miriam Rivera, Community Advocate, Director for Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley. Bienvenida, Miriam. Gracias, Olga, por tenerme aquí en tu programa. Thank you so much for inviting me to your program. Thank you so much for coming. Now, I know that we talked, and when I started to share the information about the recording last month with Nick, uh, with Judge Engelson, uh, you were pretty excited, as uh, I know that many times Turning Point, and perhaps yourself, have been in front of a district magistrate somewhere supporting a victim of domestic violence, and and uh, so many times you get to share information with individuals you might be working with that had to go in front of a district uh, magisterial court. So, and uh, and you reach out to me excited about that idea. And I said, good, because my next show, it's about domestic violence. So what is domestic violence? How, how does one know that the relationship they have is abusive? Well, domestic violence is... Uh a set of tactics of coercive and manipulating behaviors that a person takes over another mm. to obtain power and control. Domestic violence is about power and control, about one individual rehearsing power and control over another person. They do this by doing certain things to create an environment where that person feels oppressed in some kind of way is to take the power and control away from that person, the physical, the emotional, even the financial control over that person. So domestic violence, in short, is a coercive behavior that one individual uses over another to exert total power and control over their life. That's uh, incredibly well said. Thank you for that. Now, what can someone do if they answer yes to any of the signs that you share the meaning of domestic violence? Well, let me talk to you a little bit about some of the signs that a person can see that they're in an abusive relationship. And I'm going to get away a little bit from the word domestic violence because that implies that abuse is only physical, and it isn't. Mm. A lot of the times the abuse can be emotional, can be psychological abuse, it can be total control over what that person sees, who that person talks to, um, it's isolation, it's financial abuse, it's using the children against them. It could be so many things. It could even be using their status as an undocumented person to maintain them in a situation that is abusive. Mm. So abuse can be many things, not just the physical or sexual abuse. Some of the signs are When a person feels that they cannot express their feelings or their opinions 
with their partner, when they feel that they fear their partner's reactions to different types of things, to being able to have a conversation that it's to resolve the problem and not being able to have that conversation with the partner without being attacked, without being verbally abused, without being yelled at. Some of the signs also include, um, let's say, a coworker invites you to have dinner with them after leaving work, or the neighbor invites you for a cup of coffee. And your first thought is not that, oh, I want to go, that would be nice, but how is my partner going to react? How is that person going to feel? How are they going to act if I go? If you're worried about that, that is a sign that something is wrong. Your home and your partner should be a safe space, a safe place for you. And if it isn't, there is a problem. You know, Miriam, I appreciate you so much. Uh, you are you're just so eloquent when you talk about this topic. And I appreciate that you said you're talking about your partner. You know, you have not mentioned the word woman or man at any time. And uh, that is, of course, because this could happen to anybody. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's a couple of a man and a man, a woman and a woman, or a heterosexual couple. And it could happen Anybody can go through this. It doesn't matter who you are, what title or position you hold in this community. It could happen to anybody. And, you know, I am a survivor of domestic violence, and I can attest to, to that. Uh, it could happen to anybody. So I really appreciate that you said, and I hope the audience is paying attention, that, you know, this it, is it, it, not just a conversation to have with women that are listening, it's for anybody because it could happen to anybody. Absolutely. Including age, right? Yes. It could happen to uh, teenagers. It could happen to anybody at any age, even elders. Absolutely. Abuse doesn't discriminate. There is no educational status or financial status or professionalism. And it has nothing to do with anything, but it has to do with a person that chooses to be abusive. It has to do with, you know, a person that it's abusive in the wrong way and nothing to do with where you come from or who you are or whether you have education or not. None of that matters. Mm -hmm. Age doesn't matter. It could happen to anybody male, female, some of our members from the LGBTQ plus community, it could happen to anyone. Now, what if, uh, let's say, individuals are listening to the show right now and heard us talk about the different warnings, right, of uh, things that we have to watch for, and they say, hmm, I'm wondering if that's what's going on with me. I'm wondering if, can someone call Turning Point and get any kind of guidance, attend support groups of any, can someone just get, you know, get, a, get an appointment to find out, talk with someone about whether or not they're going through a domestic uh, situation? Domestic oh, absolutely. Situation. Uh, we have a lot of people that call our helpline to ask precisely that question. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm being abused, but these are some of the things that are happening in my relationship. And we can make appointments with the community advocates to talk about those things, to discuss that with that person, uh, to let them know, well, if you're experiencing 
experiencing these kinds of things, if you're experiencing verbal abuse, isolation, control, if you're experiencing financial abuse, if you're not feeling comfortable with your partner's reaction, if you feel that you're not safe, if you feel anxious, if you feel anxiety when your partner is about to come home, that anxiety that it creates when that person is coming home uh, from work or from wherever they come from. You know, at those times when you feel like that, that anxiety, that should tell you that something is not right. I really like for people to trust their instinct mm. because sometimes we tend to disregard it because we want to make um, and feel the best about that person. We want to look at that person in the best light. We want to give that person the opportunity. Love is involved in an abusive relationship. That's what makes it so hard to be in it and to leave it mm. because of that love that you feel, that unconditional love that is felt for that person. Sometimes we tend to disregard the uh, signs. Mm. And, you know, I know, too, because of experience, if uh, there's children involved, it's even harder, right? Uh, to And if economically, if you're depending on that one person, whomever it is that um, is, is abusing you, it makes it even more challenging. And that's what I'm glad to, to hear you say that people do call very often just to say, hey, is this considered abuse? You know, I'm glad to hear that. I hope individuals do keep on, you know, and uh, our Latin community out there, Si Hablas Español, Turning Point del Lehigh Valley, te puede ayudar con solo llamar. Y el número es el 610-437-3369, right? 610-437-3369. It's the um, emergency number that, uh, would you call it the helpline, right? Helpline, yes. The That's helpline. helpline. And what time of the day or what days are better for people to call? Oh, our helpline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you don't have to call because you have an emergency. If you need to talk to someone, please give us a call. If you find yourself in a place that you don't know what to do, please give us a call. Don't wait to have an emergency. If you want to talk to one of our helpline advocates or our community advocates, please give us a call. We can schedule an appointment for you to meet with someone. And, you know, take that time, know that we're not making decisions for anyone, that the decisions are ultimately yours. What we're going to provide is information and resources and answer your questions, and then you decide what's best for you. Now, again, the number is 610-437-3369-610-437-3369 con Turning Point del Lehigh Valley, que ustedes pueden llamar 24 horas al día, 7 días a la semana, a la hora que sea. No esperen estar en una situación peligrosa eh, de, de cuidado. Eh, en cualquier pregunta, duda que ustedes tengan, llamen al 610-437-3369 y una persona les va a ayudar. Y tienen personal en español que pueden hablar con ustedes en español y explicar y entender mejor el proceso, lo que está pasando y cómo poder recibir ayuda. Now, Miriam, let me ask you, How much would it cost for someone to to be seen, to get therapy, you know, talk with someone? Do they need to have insurance? What's the what the cost? 
So I want to clarify something. There is no cost to our services. We do not provide therapy. We believe in empowerment counseling. We believe that a person have what it takes to take decisions and take control of their own life, meaning we provide you with resources, we provide you with a safe space, we provide you with options, we provide you with our support, and you make the decisions. Mm. But um, our services that are no cost, I also wanted to add, we do have an interpreter service, so it doesn't necessarily need to be only Spanish and English. If the person speaks Portuguese or Arabic or any other language, mm. uh, we do have an interpreter service uh, that we use to do individual counseling sessions. With that people. is fantastic. I didn't know you actually have that. And, and I'm excited because I know that there's a growing Portuguese and Brazilian community in the Lehigh Valley. So, uh, and other, of course, but, you know, we're talking about Latinx community. So I'm glad to, to hear that and to learn that. Well, we're getting ready to take a break, uh, Miriam. And I think that we have a whole lot more to talk, right? Domestic violence, we can spend a whole day. Uh, but we would like, with this program, I'm hoping that you are listening and can be a good ally. For those that, you know, you might have family members, you might have friends that might be struggling with a situation that you can see and you don't even know what to do. So sometimes even you can come and call and be a better ally by getting better informed in what kind of help they can get. Don't go away. We're going to be right back to have uh, Miriam tell us a little more about domestic violence. Thank you. WDIY Allentown, 88.1. Lehigh Valley Public Radio. Many choices, real voices. Welcome back, everybody. We are here, Charla Comunitaria. I'm your host, Olga Negron, and my guest today is someone that I love and admire very, very much, uh, leader of this community, Miriam Rivera. Thank you, Miriam, for being in here. And we're talking about domestic violence. And how about what if someone calls and what is the process? What will happen? What can Turning Point do to someone that is going through some kind of um, problem, domestic violence? Well, the process is that everybody gets connected to our services through the helpline. Uh, we ask for those individuals who call the helpline. One said uh, it's an intake service. Everything that we take on, any information that that person gives us is confidential. So we're not going to divulge it to anyone. We're not going to call the police. We're not, uh, family members cannot call our agency to request if this person called. So just know that everything that is provided in that helpline is confidential. All of our services are confidential. And I just want to reassure people of that because I know that that could sometimes people fear um, their partner knowing that they are seeking help. So just know that that's not going to happen, that this is a confidential information that you're giving us. So be mindful of that. Once the data assessment is done, then depending on the situation of the person, whether they need safe housing to come to our shelter, to come to our safe house, uh, whether they need a counseling services and be connected to a community advocate, whether they need to speak to a legal advocate that can give them information about the protection from abuse or Order. So it depends on the person's situation that they connected to the different services that we have. We also have a housing coordinator that helps people explore 
what are the housing options they have depending on their situation and on their financial stability. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have a children and teen advocates that work with the children as well. So children from school age to 18 are able to connect with our children and teen advocates. The one thing is um, from children from five to 13, they need parental consent to be able to receive services, supportive services, but for children 14 and 18, then they can call the helpline and request help for themselves. That is good to know. Uh, so any teenager out there that it's, you know, might have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you know, and might be going through a situation, they can also anonymously or privately, uh, that is, confidentially, they can call Turning Point uh, 4610-437-3369 and, and get some guidance, right, uh, right, to help them out. And they don't even need to talk with their mother or with anybody, right? It's just confidentially. Absolutely. Done with you guys. That's beautiful. Now, I know you mentioned the PFA, and, and that is uh, something that I wanted to talk a little more about. Because like I mentioned, you know, with uh, Judge Engelson last month, that we talked about the different process and situations that someone could be in front of a judge. But a PFA, it's another one. So how, when somebody talk to the, you know, go through the intake process and talk to a, man a manager, uh, a case manager, what can you do? Can you help? Can you you explain someone what the PFA means and what's the process? And can you help them put together what they're going to talk about or go to the magistrate? What, what do you do? Well, through that uh, PFA process, when people call our helpline, all of our advocates are informed to talk to people about the process of the PFA. Uh, they don't have to wait until they talk to a legal advocate in order for them to request a protection from abuse order. It's going to the Lehigh or Northampton County courthouses, to the PFA office. They need to fill out the PFA paperwork. We encourage people to tell the truth of what has gone on, as hard as the truth may be, because... People have been traumatized through physical or sexual abuse, and it is very hard to put that on paper. Mm -hmm. uh, but they need to be able to do that in order for the judges to have enough information to be able to protect them. So the PFA process is pretty much uh, once that you go to the courthouse, you fill out the paperwork, uh, they'll take you in front of the judge. And then the judge will determine whether they give a temporary order. Within 10 days, they will schedule another hearing that happens within 10 days in order for them to serve the abusive partner with the PFA so that they can appear in front of the judge. And then the judge will make a decision whether to extend the PFA. It could be for six months, three months, one year, three years. Now, something that uh, I remember when I went through uh, my my domestic violence issue, you know, I was, uh, believe it or not, I was really scared to be in front of a judge. Absolutely. I mean, I'm married to a judge now, but I wasn't before. And I've never been in front of a judge. And much more scary was the thought to be in front of the judge and have my abuser in there listening or talking. And that was very scary. That was very scary. I, I was lucky that when I went through the process, the DA's office, the assistant uh, attorney that took care of me or helped me through this, 
and an advocate from Turning Point yes. were there for me, and I didn't even need it. I didn't need to be in there. Like I, there were, I was in an office right outside, right there by the court, where uh, the advocate from Turning Point, from the DA's office, came to talk to me, ask me questions, and tell me what happened, and then go there in front of the judge. That made a big difference to me because I was very scared. And having that person there, even when the DAs and the police officer left to the court and I was there with my advocate, it was such a reassuring moment. Absolutely. Being in front of the judge, even when you're having committed a crime, is a very unsettling experience. Mm -hmm. Our legal advocates have offices in the courthouses, in both of the courthouses in Lehigh and Northampton County. Our legal advocates are not lawyers, and I want to clarify that, but they do accompaniment. They actually can provide the supportive services that a victim or a survivor of domestic abuse is dealing with through the court system. They would actually stand with them. They uh, talk with them. They give them a call to give them more information, to answer their questions. They are there as a support system for them as well. That is a scary system to go through. I am so proud of our legal advocates for doing what they do because I know that they do a very tough job every day to see and hear so much pain and so much hurt that happens during those hearings. And for them to stand strong and stand there with uh, the people that are seeking the PFAs is an absolutely powerful thing to do. It really is. It makes such a big difference, you know, uh, the process itself. I mean, just being being living through abuse is hard enough. Absolutely. And then if that, you add other uh, situations and processes could be very scary. Now, something that I have heard individuals say uh, that your advocates can also help individual when needed to do some sort of safety plan um, if it's needed. How, how does that work? Well, Again, depending on the situation, whether it's on the hotline with one of the legal advocates, one of the community advocates, uh, even our outreach department who goes out to the community and they Everybody is trained to do safety planning depending on a person's situation. So safety planning doesn't only mean for a person who has been assaulted or has the potential to be assaulted, but also the emotional safety plan. Uh, We help people to create a financial safety plan, to be able to save money, to stabilize themselves. So safety planning, it's really tailored to every situation so everybody's safety plan is different we also talk to people about safety planning with technology because technology is wonderful but in the hands of an abusive and controlling person has turned into another weapon Mm. to control they put devices in um, cars in purses in clothing uh, to track that person the gps on the phones are used to track that person so we talk to people about all of those things and what they can put in place in order to stay safe Mm. so safety planning depends on the individual situation but anybody that is concerned about their safety for whatever reason, whether it is economic, uh, you know, emotionally, uh, psychologically, or, or physical, they, they could contact uh, Turning Point and someone can help them and guide them through that process as well. Yes, and the safety plan is personalized to each individual. 
Right. So 610-437-3369 is the number if anybody knows somebody that is going through any kind of violence or uh, abuse uh, or, or you, you're going through it yourself. Now, so we, we talked about not needing, you, you mentioned that it's all free, right? Yes. You don't need to have insurance or how about uh, status? Uh, do you need to be a USA citizen to receive support from Turning Point? Absolutely not. And I just want to make this clear. We serve all victims of domestic and intimate partner abuse. It doesn't matter their status. It doesn't matter their religion. It doesn't matter their educational background. It doesn't matter uh, whether they're rich or poor. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation, your gender. It does not matter. We serve everyone, including people that are undocumented. Just understand that we also help um, victims who are undocumented, who are married to U.S. citizens or residents of the United States and are being abused within their marriage. Also, we help victims who are not undocumented or not married to residents or citizens. With There are different provisions through the Violence Against Women Act. And, you know, the act needs to change their name because it doesn't cover only women. It also covers men. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, different ways of helping people um, that are undocumented to adjust their status. Well, that, that's really, really important because, uh, and, and I'm hoping that next month I, I get to talk with a little more about that with an immigration attorney. But I hear from members of my community, you know, friends that say, you know, so-and-so is going through this uh, abuse situation, but they have been threatened to, you know, don't you dare call the police because we call ICE or, you know, if you do this, then I'm going to call immigration and that's going to be the end of your process. And that is very scary, you know, not just you're going through abuse, but the abuse is being added by, you know, it's an additional piece of abuse. So so individuals, it doesn't matter that uh, they're documented or not, they can still call 610-437-3369 and get helped. And just know that we have also uh, support groups um, that are happening in our community. We have a virtual group for those who may have transportation issues or physical disabilities that do not allow them to come to us. Uh, we have virtual counseling as well. We do counseling on the phone. We do counseling in person. Uh, we have two support groups in person in the Allentown area, one of them being in Spanish. So we just did our multicultural event. So it's just a start. Excellent. So si nos están escuchando allá y saben de alguien que necesita esta ayuda, ya uh, sea de apoyo o para pasar por el proceso de abuso y conseguir un poco de paz, uh, Turning Point del Valle de Lehigh tiene también apoyo en español y uh, pueden ayudarle con todo el proceso O, otra vez, 610-437-3369. Well, you know, Miriam, I really appreciate you and thank you for being my guest uh, tonight. I am uh, hopeful that individuals listening can uh, write down that number and uh, share it with anybody that might be in need of uh, this kind of support. Um, so I'll allow you to do anything else that you might, uh, we might have forgotten before we close. 
You know, thank you so much, Olga, for giving us this opportunity to bring this topic to the community. I can also tell you and tell the audience, break the silence. Don't stay quiet. Don't keep it a secret. Break that isolation. Tell someone you trust what's going on. Just give us a call. Thank you so much. 610-437-3369. Vamos a romper el silencio. Vamos a acabar el abuso. 610-437-3369. And just remember that this could happen to anybody. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much money you have or not. It doesn't matter if you're a citizen or not. Please, let's stop the abuse. Stop the silence. 610-437-3369. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back again next month for more information on uh, Charla Comunitaria.